the the whole the whole purpose of this episode in in in, um, in theme was we wanted to provide some mentoring uh, for a new and unpublished author. Uh, That'd be me via a published author of of some renown, which would be Damien. <laughs> Who, Slight. Well, we're listen. We're gonna well self-published versus not published at all is they're very small nuances. You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast, dedicated to projects past that never saw the light of day, with your hosts Hugh Elliott and Stephen Grandbar. It's true these days. Welcome to Can't Sell This. With next episode, very exciting. Uh, Stefan? Yes! Why is it exciting? This is our first double guest episode. I don't even know how to, like, it, it feels like uh, particles are colliding. It's and... like head to head to head to head. Yes. Episode. Oh my gosh. It's like Hungry Hungry Hippos. Did you have the four hippos? <laughs> Except. <laughs> <laughs> is that a comment on me being fat? I think it's fine. Hey, get no, it. no, okay. whoa. So listen, I want to introduce our guest. I am Hugh Elliott. And I am Stefan Grambart. And we have on the line uh, Josh. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Uh, sure. So I'm Josh. I guess that's about all oh, I wow. can say about myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's as helpful as I expected. Okay, and then we have the next, this interview is over. No, so, uh, and then we have uh, Damien. And Damien, could you introduce yourself really quick, please? Well, I, and I'm Damien. Oh, God. The, two of you. the nice thing is, is this episode is going to be real quick. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the scenario. And Stefan, th- this came up in a conversation between you and I yes. as I was driving to my in-laws, I believe. Yeah, and, on a phone call. And, and we were having a conversation. I said, what should we do? What would make a really interesting episode? Whether it is now an interesting episode, I can't, I can't guarantee. But one of the things that... Stefan, you mentioned to me was you have a friend named Josh who's a writer. Yes. He, Josh, uh, you're a writer. You're a writer. I want to be a writer. Unpublished. Unpublished, but still, you write. Self-deprecating only goes as far as we needed to go. So, Josh, you're a writer, and I had said, you know, what would be amazing for an unpublished writer would be to have the opinion of a published writer. And I happen to know one who has written a series of books, and his name is Damien Boys. And Damien, holy crap, I'm so excited to have you as someone that can maybe provide some advice to Josh. Yeah, who would ever thought I would have been a mentor to anybody? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to say, like, Salvatore, who is it? Oh, my God. Stackpole dodged all my questions the last time I sat at one of his panels. So oh. maybe you'll actually pin it down. <laughs> well, we're going to do our best to not ask too many questions so you don't have to dodge any. That exactly. makes sense. Yeah. So what we did was uh, have Josh provide you with, I believe it was a single chapter. Uh, Josh, can you uh, allow uh, I gave him, um, I think it was three chapters. There's, was there's like, three, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like. I think it was like 5,000 words or something. But Con- consecutive? <laughs> like this is chapter one, <laughs> this is chapter 12, <laughs> chapter, yeah, no, no, chapter 27. All, all, all oh, okay, so three yeah. consecuative chapters. Ones. Yeah, that'd be good. And, 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 and in, in, in the terms of the, the story, it, ma- it made sense. So you could you could get an idea of what you what you mean to, to tell in, in terms of the story? I mean, I guess it was just, it's the, the opening three chapters. Of oh, the okay. Book. Which yeah, made total sense. Yeah. Great. 
And Damien, you, this would be three weeks ago, I think, that we yeah. managed to ask you for this. So you had a chance to read it? Oh, I was supposed to read it. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, no, I read it. I read it. I read it a That's couple fine. of times. Okay, great. Stefan has a copy of it. He hasn't read it yet. Stefan <laughs> hasn't read it? <laughs> haven't haven't I? <laughs> Stefan, have you read the, the three chapters? No, I haven't. <laughs> when you lean in, you're changing the level. So, but, but I'm I'm also changing the level of my. Oh, work. look at that! That's yeah. that's amazing work. So, uh, <laughs> I guess I guess the question I have, and Stefan, you probably uh, want to interject a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, initial impressions, Damien, you you wrote a series of books, right? They were all part of a, a singular theme. Yeah, uh, it's I'm I'm currently writing a series. I mean, once we get into the talking about you know mentoring, I got plenty of what nots what not to do's. Basically, <laughs> I wrote a single book that I broke into a series, and that's like one of the first things you don't do. Oh, why is that? I'm curious. Uh, well, it's I basically wrote a 240,000 word book, which is like <laughs> yeah, exactly. War and peace do plus that. war, that's... and then peace again. <laughs> exactly. And then maybe some war. So the, it, I mean, it, it makes sense as a, a trilogy if you read them all three of them back to back to back. But the first one kind of just ends because it's the middle of a book. So right. don't do that. First mistake: don't write a huge book that uh, you break into three. Okay. So if you, you come away with anything, it's make sure you have a good ending. Huh. Yeah, uh-huh. endings where I struggle. But did yeah. you write yeah, the, well, the books, did you write the, the ending started. first and then go backwards? Oh, that's it. what I do. Bye. That guy died. And then I, I bring it back. <laughs> so both of you, and, and uh, the, the the point was in, in getting you guys together, uh, you two was was that you were both science fiction writers. Josh, regardless of whether or not you you think of yourself as a writer, if you've written a ton of words on a page about a specific thing, that makes you a writer. So we wanted to help uh, provide some guidance with someone that you might not know. I mean, you don't know Damien socially already. Uh, yeah. And we wanted to we that wanted is, to give that, that, that good for me. I'm so <laughs> factual, so yeah. I, I I wanted to, I wanted to to have an opportunity in which uh, we could facilitate this because our our purpose now with the podcast is is to try to help facilitate production. Right, like I mean the the, the name of the podcast is can't sell this, uh, and mm-hmm. it, it it did start out with Hugh and I constantly talking about ideas that we couldn't sell through, but uh, in the course of working on this podcast. We've started actually working on the ideas that we couldn't sell. And then we realized that maybe all that was missing was some mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. So this may be that opportunity. And um, Damien, having read the three chapters, what would you say is your initial reaction to the story? Um, it's, I think too early necessarily to say, you know, how it's going to do or where it's going to go. I mean, anytime that you start and you write something, you're already, you know, well ahead of uh, the game. It's, that's the hardest part of sitting down and putting words on paper. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a great start to, to have gone as far as, uh, as you have, Josh. Um, mm-hmm. when, so when you're thinking about calling it can't sell this is like a great, title, especially for trying to do this, because writing is really kind of the easy part. It's, it's half the, the, half the effort that goes into actually selling a book because once it's written, then the real challenge starts is getting people to read it. Mm. And I learned only after I'd written way too much 
that I hadn't put enough thought into what I was writing in anticipation of selling it before I started. So knowing at the beginning that you're going to have to start marketing this eventually is going to help when you're doing the writing part of it. Fair. Yeah. Because the, the marketing I found is trying to sell it is way harder than actually the writing part. That seems to make sense. I mean, yeah. writing all I'm doing is putting words onto a page, right? So actually making it appealing to somebody else is entirely different. Yeah, by the time you get into editing, you get into writing blurbs, you have to get a cover made. Um, it, there's just so such a kind of a steep learning curve that you think, oh man, writing a book is hard. It's hard work. You sit down and you slog through, um, you know, and you get 80,000 or 90,000 words. If you're, you're writing a, a fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like steampunk yeah. fantasy, yeah. So more like being like a hundred thousand, so fantasies are usually a little longer, and then then the real work starts. Yeah. So that's what I didn't understand when I was, you know, sitting and writing uh, these books. Is the easy part was just getting to write it. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of depth you want to go into in in talking about the actual writing itself. I can we can go from like big picture all the way down to you know line level stuff. Obviously, it's not edited, so we don't need yeah. to go that deep, but. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know how, how deep we want to get. Well, I think it, it'd be great to actually sort of get a, uh, a, um, a sampling of both. Like, I think we should definitely start with, with the big picture uh, and mm -hmm. then maybe go into some details that you think are maybe the areas where uh, you have the most to say about um, what Josh has written. And I mean, I know I, I, haven't, I haven't written the three or read the three ch chapters, uh, Josh, but I have read your work for a number of years. Um, unpublished though it was, but you always shared it with me. And I've always sure. said that um, I really enjoyed your writing. And my feeling was always that you, this is what you needed. You needed someone uh, who would you know, answer your questions, who would give you some advice and help you figure out what your next steps are. So I'm really excited about this episode and um, Damien, if you want to, you know, maybe start with that, that high level stuff. Yeah. Well, let's start with the title. Is it called foreign and domestic? That's just, uh, what I got on the, yeah, uh, that's the, that's the, the that's, that's the title. So it's, it's like, um, so I, I don't know if you know anything about, uh, the disc world. It's a series written by a man named Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's essentially it's set in the, the the overarching series name is called Civil Society. It's just a it's kind of a a play on uh, the idea of like civil action and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this is just the the first book in what is like hopefully going to be a series of books centered on the main character Elaine Baxter. It's just all the titles are related to um, kind of their like so the foreign and domestic is a term taken from the um, military the army. Uh, Oath of service, like to protect this, like protect the government, protect the country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So it's just a little kind of catchphrase that I wanted to kind of like sum it up. So it kind of relates to the what's happening in the plot, but it's not like uh, I don't know, defining like totally attached thing. Right. So again, I'm I'm not a, a marketing expert, but the title is kind of one of the first things people are going to see with your book. Like, and it kind of needs to get give people a sense of what they're going to uh, get. You know, what yeah. the genre might be, um, what they might expect. Um, and foreign and domestic feels like it could be anything. Like it yeah. could be a, a, a textbook kind of yeah, thing. So fair. I'm wondering about. Um, you know, the punch right away of, of foreign and domestic, is that 
what you want to hit people with, or is there something that's a little bit more, you know, you can draw people in with um, the actual title itself? Yeah, I haven't, like, I haven't thought, it's just, it's like a placeholder title, like, it's okay, just, okay, like, great. that's how it's framed in my head, like, the second book in the series, like, the overarching series, not in the actual, like, trilogy, is called Falling Prophets, but it's Prophets spelt with, like, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, so it deals with, like, the death of a priest, so it's, like, kind of a, that's, like, I don't know. It's like it, the book's about assassins, and so it's like kind of an assassins economics book. It's kind of I don't know weird, <laughs> that way. but that's cool. Like, like confessions shit, of an economic, yeah, economic awesome. hitman. Yeah. Economic hitman. Yeah. How, how far have you got it plotted out? Have you like multiple books? Oh uh, yeah. So I'm writing my fourth right now. Um, uh, I just finished the last one. I finished was uh, just before. Uh, what I think like just before like Christmas. I think, and it's oh, since. Wow. Yeah, so it's like they're all around like the hundred and twenty thousand words, like pre-edited. So it's not. It's kind of like it's just like a mass of garbled words on a page. But there are three uh, three distinct books, three three distinct character sets. I'm writing a fourth one right now, which is basically like a. Uh, I guess I guess the best best way to describe it would be like Cthulhu Summer Camp. <laughs> um, it's all tentacles and swimwear, really. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah yeah basically no but and, I, and they're all in, oh sorry go ahead i just want to interject oh. I, this this was one of the reasons that when when Hugh and i had that that uh phone conversation where i thought that this would be a really interesting podcast and why i thought that that josh that you would be perfect for it was because i, I mean I, I admit it you, you completely impressed me with the uh effort and dedication you put into uh your writing uh, and mm. I mean, uh, we've said it before, you're, you're unpublished. This is not how you make a living. Uh, but you said, um, F it, I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And the way you explained to me that you just set aside the time every day to write as much as you could. And you just, you stuck to it. You were, you had that dedication. Uh, and that's me where I said, oh man, okay, you've, you've got this part down. Like you've got the motivation, you've, you've got the, the, um, uh, the willpower to keep going with it. And you've done so much writing so that now I just felt like you just need to know where to go next. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've got like 90% of the job done. Like if you can sit down and write every day, you're yeah. it's like, that's it. That's, that's the most important thing you can do. Yeah, I think I write like a thousand words a day. It's kind of that's the, awesome. Yeah, I've done it since like the beginning of 2018. It's all much. just like A's every... and O's. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 ah! the P C I I. I wrote one scream. It was one whole day. She uh, screamed. Yeah. Ah! Like, like the shining thing. I'm just typing no beer and no wine. You, know? oh, you don't don't write a book. You please don't write a book. I have yet to write a book, and I don't think I will because it'll all just be one screaming word. But. Uh, yeah, I I think it's uh, I think that's fantastic. I, that's amazing. That is that yeah. is amazing. That like I think and Damien to Damien's point, like the writing part is probably the hardest. Like anybody that's, that's done any kind of art, uh, the blank page or the blank canvas is insurmountable. Oftentimes, yeah, it's the creative effort. And uh, but also Damien mentioned that you know the real work, the rolling up the sleeves happens when you realize now I've got to sell it to somebody. Now I've got to get people to read it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think, I, but I think you're right. Like getting the motivation to actually do that creative work and, and not get sidetracked because it's not easy. It's, it's hard, right? 
Yeah, do you, Josh, I have a question for you. Do you think it would be difficult for you to go back to your original manuscripts, the, the first book, for instance, and have someone edit it down for you? Like, do you think it would be difficult to see that story that you feel so strongly about ch- changed or evolved? Um, I don't think so. I mean, like, I, I'm not, I don't know. I, 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 it would probably be a hard thing to, to face initially, but then I'd probably, like, work with it, I guess. Like, I mean, as long as it's not like I'm, I'm sending this away to be, like, this is the final edit, I don't know. No, it's, like, it's I, never like that. Never. never yeah, never. But, but I don't think so. I mean, I think I've, I've spent so long saying that, like, oh, this is, like, perfection. It'll never get any better. I'm not listening to other people. And it's just, like, that's obviously not working. So, <laughs> Damien, uh, I have a question for you then, Damien, in, in uh, follow-up to that is, is did, how many times did you let someone else help you edit or, or, or give feedback on your writing before you published? I had two editors. I had a, um, like someone who did kind of a, like a developmental kind of edit. Right. Uh, and I, th- I thought that was going to be enough. And then it wasn't because I needed a proofreader, a copy editor to come in and do like typos and all those kinds of things. So at least two people went through it. Um, and then when I was first writing it, I workshopped the, the initial... I don't know, like a um, few chapters in this writing group I was in. So it went, I don't know, probably through 20 people and edits and edits and edits over time. Um, the That's for the first book. The Later on, I just it was just the two editors, but I, I really had okay. a, a lot of passes at it. But the writing group, the, the writing group helped you hone down the con- the initial concept to something more yeah. coherent. Not less, not necessarily coherent, but just more like what to focus in on, what was maybe a little bit confusing. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Josh, what you, wasn't working yet? Uh, so, sorry to sorry to interrupt, but but Josh, yeah. where where you live, do you, do you think you could find a writers group? I mean, they they typically are everywhere. I mean, I mean they're I, online. Yeah, online. I mean, like it's certainly not hard. It's just like the just depends on like scheduling and stuff is always the issue. It wasn't even like a schedule. It was just like you kind of send things in and people just send critiques at a certain time. Like it wasn't a formal thing. Like it was just uh, you swap basically. So you're doing reading stuff for other people and providing uh, critique. Um, It actually is really helpful to read other people's stuff too because you can see the problems that other people are making and say, oh, okay, yeah, I see why that's not working. And it's a little bit more... Like it's not yours, so you can see it. Oh well, this obviously doesn't work. This doesn't because it's it's you don't have that um, attachment to it. Yeah, that yeah. distance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, if just from reading your stuff at the, the for the first chapter, um, if I had just one kind of critique thing to say, it would be like I I don't think the I think there needs to be higher stakes at the beginning. Um, uh, we're just kind of thrown to this, uh, storm and this woman, we don't really know. And then she gets thrown overboard, but we don't know why she's on the boat or what they're doing or why it's important that she gets to where she's going. Like it's the storm is the crux of the, the conflict Mm. in the, uh, in the first scene, but there's no character kind of like, you know, why should I care? Why is it important that she doesn't die? Like all that kind of stuff that's going to hook you and lead you through the book. Yeah, I think is the, the thing that would be there that would be my one suggestion for uh, you know if you ask me for one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly the thing that I, I I've always kind of struggled with. Like my characters are very like non I don't know nondescript is the probably the best way to describe because I'm not I'm not trying to like in, interject or 
turn too much of the the story around the character. Like I'm just trying to put this character in kind of a framework and like she has these examples and she does these things and this is kind of the events as they unfold. So, but yeah, like I've always like, that's the problem I found with her. Like I've been kind of going through and like trying to like boost things up and kind of make, make improvements, but it's difficult. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's super hard. Like, yeah, that's like going through when, you know, she cuts herself, uh, uh, when she's trying to un- to cut the rope, I'd be like, you know, make that cut, you know, if not life threatening, make it way worse than it is. Like, you know, make her that case thing she has, make her lose that. Like, put her in. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Put her in the shit because yeah. it's, it's 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 when your characters are faced with like adversity and bad things happen to them. It's that's when people kind of like are, are they get on board with it and they're like, oh no, what's going to happen? Or, they invest it, more closely yeah. to it. Yeah, it just seems like things maybe are a little bit too easy for your. Yeah. Thing. I mean, there's a storm and she washes up, but you know she's fine. She has a little cut. She puts this thing on it. She's fine. She's got food. She's got tools. Like you know, make her life uh, hell. Make her work for uh, it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's that's like if there was one thing, that's what uh, that's what I would suggest is just just grind her into the dirt a little bit more, so that when she pulls herself out of it, it's like you know the readers are like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. She's you know she managed to get her way out of not having all this stuff or not you know not being trapped on the shore or whatever it is. Makes sense. Yeah, hopefully that's not you know you're gonna get once you start putting it out there you're gonna get reviews the people are gonna say the craziest stuff so hopefully you you have to develop a thick skin. Oh easier. yeah, no 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 it's not I'm not I'm not. Uh, He's probably writing notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So there's a, there's a uh, Josh and I actually have a little bit of of writing history. Okay. Um, and uh, so uh, uh, Josh, I'm I'm gonna out you as a giant nerd. Um, <laughs> and myself as well, uh, because, uh, cause for a while we wrote a web comic that was based oh, cool. on the, uh, Warhammer 40,000 universe. <laughs> and this, this came from, um, a conversation that, that Josh and I had, uh, uh when we were out for drinks and we were talking about s- uh, some new rule set for the game, um, where it made more sense for soldiers to hide in a ditch than it did for them to run out and get shot at because th- they had better cover saves. Anyways, point is, so um, we took this universe and we tried to write um, a, a sort of a humorous take on what is the grim and dark future. And uh, and one of the things that kept happening, uh, uh, because we did get a, a bit of a, a, a following uh, from some other web comics that were out there that were sort of coming to a close, and they, they sent people our way, um, but we got a lot of crazy comments from, from fans and, uh, and I kept telling Josh because, because we, we wanted to respond. We wanted to, you know, like engage, but this was sort of like before, um, before I, I came around on engaging with your fans on a constant basis, which is where I am now. But at the time I was like, no, we're, we're not going to say jack shit. We're just going to let them make their comments and we're not going to, to, uh, to address it at all. And we're just going to take it. Uh, so, so we, yeah, I feel like Josh, I feel like you are developing that thick skin (laughs) (laughs) by necessity. Well, I mean, considering that the, the art was the selling point of that comic and not the terrible writing. that was Whatever. (laughs) Oh shit. Here we go. Back the truck. There we go. (laughs) 
No, it was it was a good experience, I think, uh, for both of us because, uh, man, people really love that universe and really hated the names we gave our characters. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting with with writing and and uh, and and world building how you need to be capable of accepting that someone will have an opinion. Oh, and it yeah. may not may not match yours and it may not matter, but you still need to acknowledge it. And that that to me is is how, you know, you watch like Game of Thrones, for instance, and you listen and you listen to what's his face that wrote Game of Thrones and the worst human being in the world. But George R. R. Martin. There you go. He really just there. goes, he goes, I don't care that you like that guy. I wrote him to die. That's how that, you know, if you want to love that character, too fucking bad. And I think that that's that's indicative of someone who's created a world who knows what he wants from that world and is unflinching in his resolve. Yeah, and and I think that that the like the the building of the thick skin essentially just comes from the fact that when you know that you're never going to please everybody, when you know that there's there's always going to be a percentage of people who don't like your work. Yeah. Then you can live with that. I can, I can live with the fact that, that there's going to be people that don't like the work that I do because if everyone liked it, it would be weird. Yeah. There would be some yeah. st- statistical anomaly that would make me think that this is all a matrix. There'd be no pleasure in a home run every time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I have a question, Josh. Have you ever considered um, – <laughs> what's that? Another career? Is that what you were going to say? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. I already, I already have another career. Poetry <laughs> is hard. Um, no, no. So and I say that because I wrote, I wrote a poem and the editor, his, his first reaction was poetry is hard. But, I mean, it was a, we had a lovely conversation over pints where the drunker he got, the less difficult my poet was. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, Josh, the question I have for you is, have you ever thought about releasing this as, a, as an episodic, chapter-based blog you know, like if you're going to self-publish, like release it and just go yeah. like, here we go. And then, and then you know, edit as edit needs. Like I, I, the idea of sitting on four books is so foreign to me. I think because I've released so much crap and I just uh, think, well, you know, <laughs> there's always another idea. You know, I, I yeah. just wonder, like, have you ever sat back and went, I, I can't sit on this anymore. I need someone else to read this that isn't Stefan. <laughs> and it sounds like he hasn't read it at all anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, but <laughs> I've, yeah, like, I've had one person read it so far. So Plus three to chapters gone to, to, to Damien, so that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it's true, yeah, plus Damien. Can I, can I tell you something, though? You are perfectly positioned to work um, the Kindle Unlimited system right now. Yeah. Um, there's a strategy. I don't know how much you follow, like self-publishing and all I, like the, I, the boards. I don't. And... I used to listen to a writing, a lot of writing podcasts, but then they just yeah. become like overbearing and like uninformative. And I'm just like, all right, I can't. I'm going to listen to like Joe Rogan and other stuff that's actually interesting and not really worry about it. So and can't sell this, man. You must be totally into that. I do. I do. <laughs> he does. That's a self plug. But I keep there's a. So talk about Kindle Unlimited. I'm, I'm curious about this yeah, as well. Yeah, go. I'm, I'm just about, there's a, a strategy called the, the rapid re- release strategy because there's these people who have Kindle Unlimited accounts who just read all day long. Like that, they read like a, you know, a book a day kind of thing. Um, and the, the kind of the strategy these days is to save up a bunch of books and release them like the first two on the same day and then wait two weeks and release another one and then we're, uh, wait 
another two weeks and release another one. And you juice the, the Amazon algorithms. You get people reading through, um, and it's this is what everybody is trying to do right now. And the the whole problem is, well, how do I get enough content to be able to release, you know, four books all within a month? Like I I need to release them, and you're like basically setting yourself up to be able to do just this. It's you know one of the most successful strategies a, a new or any writer these days self published can do is is have a bunch of stuff just ready to go in quick succession. So when you're ready, you're you're already way ahead of, you know, uh, the, uh, ahead of the game. Mm. So it's great. Well, that, that that's with a, an actual edited book, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, so how would, uh, this is a question I have for you, Damien. What, what do you think someone like Josh might do in terms of like getting himself edited? Is it just having a friend he trusts? I would find somebody and pay them. Um, it's it's you know it used to be you'd you know find an editor or an agent and then the agent you know sell ship your book around and then they'd um, get you an editor and you'd work for a bunch you know a couple of years or whatever with the editor to get it done. There's tons of freelance people now. It's all like freelance cover artists, freelance copywriters, freelance you know editors. Um, so I would find an editor um, and work with them to get through the uh, the editing process. And it's you know not necessarily cheap um, at the beginning. Uh, it's a bit of an investment, but I think it's probably necessary. Oh yeah, for sure. But so, how would you how, how would you go about and finding an editor? Like, I mean, I mean, if you asked me to do that, I I'd, I'd just be like, uh, Google, how do I find an editor? <laughs> <laughs> well, because also the subject matter matters, right? Like, it's not it's not like you just go, hey, I've got this steampunk world building thing, and you get a kids book editor. You would you would need someone that knows the subject right. matter or understands that genre. Yeah, luckily these days, um, most people will do like a thousand word edit just on spec, just to see whether or not you uh, you mesh, you see what kind of the style they have and whether it works with yours. Um, there's lists, if you, there's a, a website called Keyboards, which is a, a Kindle author discussion, and they have a huge list of just people who've got their names that like, you know, come hire me. Uh, I'm available for freelancing. Um, there's a bunch of Facebook groups that you go on and ask for recommendations and they'll people be happy mm. to uh, send you recommendations. Um, yeah. So what you would want to do is you maybe pick a bunch of people that uh, work in the genre that you work in and, um, or even, you know, see what books they've done. Cause often on their websites, a list other uh, works they've worked on and then send them, you know, a sample uh, and see how, what comments they get back with a level of detail, that kind of stuff and see if it works for you. Sure. I mean, it sounds like a good idea. Is that something that you feel that, uh, sorry, Josh, is that something you feel that you would, you'd be interested in, in pursuing? Like, I mean, you, the end goal is actually to publish, right? You want to, even yeah. if it's self-publish or you want get the Kindle experience, you want to do that. You don't want to sit on four books or five books or however many you end up writing. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially it. Like if I can, like, it's all about like making contacts, right? Like I, I live in a small little bubble with people who don't generally read like, like in my immediate sphere. And then there are like occasionally people who like, like, you know, like who I cr like cross paths with through other people. And so like getting to know more people, especially in this field would be super helpful. Well, I mean, that's the advantage of the internet is our bubbles mm -hmm. are as big as our, as we want them to be. Yeah. So, I mean, even knowing that K, K words, keyboard, keyboards, keyboards. So that'd be great. What we'll do is we'll get uh, Damien to send that uh, link over. And we'll make sure it's in the show notes for sure. 
Um, yeah, I can send you a link of. Uh, there's also some good Facebook groups that uh, are. It's it's funny the the self published the indie community are really helpful with each other. Like they're always supporting each other They're You know, if you have a question, you can come in and help them. You, there's Facebook groups where you can get a, you know, if you have a cover made, you can come in and post it and get a bunch of feedback. Like it's all very, uh, you know, everyone's helping each other and trying to, uh, you know, make each other's game a little bit better. So it's, it's pretty good. It's a, it's, that, that's really interesting. Yeah. And so I guess I'm like, I'm, I'm really fascinated by this sort of like the, the self publish community, uh, for Kindle, is that like a, a viable strategy or market now for authors to just to just go that route? There are people who make a hundred thousand dollars a month just on Kindle. I mean, it, there are people who are writing like a, a book a month. Like right. there's people who are churning stuff out who are killing it. Um, but there's also people who just write, you know, a couple of books a year. Um, you can just do Kindle or, these, you know, it's, it's there's so many kind of nuances. You can just write in Amazon and just keep into Kindle Unlimited because you get paid by not just sales, but by page reads as well. Right. right. Um, but then you can also go wide. And so you can get it on, you know, Google, uh, on the Google store, on Barnes and Noble, on tons of different other places on Apple. And it's a little bit harder to gain traction wide, but ultimately it's being seen by more people. Right. So you give up the page reads because um, uh, Kindle Unlimited is exclusive. Once you're, If your book's in Kindle oh. Unlimited, it can't be anywhere else. Right, right. Okay. So they make you, Amazon is like kind of gatekeeping people. So like if you want to be with us and get the page reach, you can't be anywhere else. So you're, you have to balance. Do I want to try and hit as many people as I can or do I want to get the guarantee or not guaranteed, but more likely people who have this unlimited plate that they can uh, mm -hmm. read from? Yeah. Do I want to try and get them? But, so, so it's this, all this balance. It's interesting. I'm just trying to uh, – could you correlate it then to the, the same type of um, – I guess revolution that's happening with video content and uh, and YouTube, where you now have uh, a lot more opportunities for people to to um, self publish video and uh, are creating their own channels and creating their own viewerships. And I mean, not not everyone is out there making millions of dollars a year. There's people who make you know um, maybe not an unsubstantial amount, but you know they're still working day jobs. But they're they're actually getting some kind of following. And viewership, and or in in the case of of, of Kindle, getting a, a readership. Would you would you say that there's a there's a, a similarity there? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I think probably most people who do this are not making any money. Right. Uh, I I make very little. Uh, if it weren't for you know side jobs and stuff, uh, and my wife who has a, a good job, I wouldn't be able to to do this. Yeah, but I mean, so, you're, like, you're getting your work out. That's, I think that's the... Yeah, the, yeah. The, the focus is that your work is getting out yeah. in this situation. Yeah. I mean, Josh has, a, has a job in which he is paying his bills and whatnot, so that's not a, a concern as much as anything else. I don't know. Josh, do you like your job? <laughs> I don't like my job. I'm trying to get a better job. No! <laughs> hopefully it's not writing. <laughs> his boss uh, is like... Hopefully, hopefully it is. <laughs> hopefully. Sweet. Hopefully you can release this stuff and quit and yeah. do this as a full-time job. Yeah, like dude. That, I, mean, I mean, you're that, writing enough words a, a night that you could be putting out a, a book every month, you know? I mean, I don't know if it's that. <laughs> I mean, Every three, I, every four years. Yeah. We have That's faith in you. <laughs> that, makes, that makes, like, what, three of us? <laughs> well, we have a podcast and listeners, and those listeners will also have faith 
because they believe in what we say because we are always telling the truth. I just Fair threw enough. up a little bit. Oh. It was only a little bit, though. It was only a little throw up. And it was, it was you know, not a big deal. But, it, I mean, the, the podcast is interesting to bring up because we've said this before. The, the whole premise was just keep the ship moving forward, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't stop. Just keep going. And keep producing and keep getting stuff out there. And that was the only thing that mattered was that we were getting content produced. And I feel like you've, you've gotten to that point, Josh, where you, you, you're, you're producing it. Right, but you you've 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 hit a wall in the the sort of like getting it out to the people, and mm-hmm. I I don't know I, I feel like this this whole idea of self publishing and getting it out there and and just getting people to read it even just to get the feedback so that you can improve on the next and on the next and on the next and keep going, to me feels like uh, a ship moving forward. Yeah, I mean that 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 would be kind of like I I guess I tried to do that earlier before like when i was like first initially tried to start writing before i took a break but it's like that was just like before i burned out i guess where were you putting where were you putting it uh, i just had a blog like i i read i wrote i wrote like five minute fiction so i wrote five minutes like five minutes on a new idea every day and i did it for i don't know like two years mm-hmm. holy like crap that. no wonder you burned out <laughs> <laughs> how many how many new ideas are you supposed to have two years worth yeah. and then you run out and you're like oh god that's yeah. it we we just found uh, the, the font. For, for <laughs> yeah, we, we we discovered the font after 19 episodes. What we're going to use in our, our images yes. for, the, for the podcast. So you're way ahead of us. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's There's crazy town. Little... Holy shit, Josh. <laughs> that's a lot, man. You yeah. really you have a punishing schedule for yourself. I do. Yeah, I try. I try. It's the only way to kind of keep going forward. So it's great. It's so great. That's amazing. Like, That's amazing. Oh, Damien, hey, could you write a thousand dollars, a thousand words a thousand day? dollars. Just write a thousand, uh, a thousand words a day. There have been days when I've done more, but lately, it's. I'm lucky if I get that much. Yeah, it's amazing. This book I'm writing, it's going slow. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm super impressed. I, mean, I really do I mean, hope that that this becomes a uh, a thing that you. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry, Damien. I realized I was cutting you off. No, no, I was. I'm just sitting here. Oh yeah, no. I think, I think the idea is like there's like a there's like the ratio between quality and quantity, right? Just because I'm getting a thousand words out a, a day doesn't mean that there are a thousand like quality words, but but is that just belief in what you're writing? I mean, like my understanding and and Josh, like I I don't know you at all, but Stefan, I do know, and I don't see Stefan touting the talents of many people. I mean, he doesn't really, really like what I write. So, I don't. I think it's garbage um, most of the time. So it, it's interesting that he he pushed he pushed to have you as a guest, uh, quite quite heavily until uh, I was like, well, what if we paired him with someone who's published uh, as a as a as an advice giver as a mentor? And he was like, that's great. I mean, I've he hasn't done that up until this point. I think that's a big sign that there is at least one person that I respect that respects what you do. And that, I, that, that's, that's a nice. that's a big deal. It's it's kind of a uh, oh he's crying. It's, I got a little teary there. I wasn't I wasn't thinking I'd be made. It wasn't a Bobble Walters moment. <laughs> but it's it's fantastic. I I think that uh, what I what I would love to do, and I you can you can not do this if you want, but I would love to read what you've written, and and, and not not as an editor or anything. I'd just love to read it. One, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of of grammar, <laughs> so I'm I'm happy to help proofread. Uh, to begin with, 
but I would love to try to help you find an editor and, and uh, you know, I, I would just, I would like to see, see what you've written be produced. I don't, I don't want to see it sitting uh, much, sure. much longer. Just get it out there. Fuck yeah. I mean, yes, please. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I may edit the fuck yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I just said fuck you again. Oh, oh what? This is I'm the gonna, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and, and just be You okay. know, we could, we could hire an editor. Well, we can't. Oh. But Josh <laughs> can. can. Josh can hire an editor. I, the idea of us hiring an editor would be insane. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do something for free for this man. <laughs> No, I meant an editor for our show. Oh, for our show. Oh, wow, that's shitty. I'm kind of the editor. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 get a bit more granular. Uh, Damien, I, I thought it was you, you provided some really good advice to begin with. Do you, do you see an overarching theme when you read those three chapters? Did you see what could become the world? What's the world called? I'm sorry. Uh, it's called Civil Society. Civil Society, right. Sorry. Um, Damien, did you picture it when you were reading those three chapters? Um, yeah, I mean, it felt like I was reading a, a fantasy novel. I knew what I was reading. I mean, there was little points where I, I wasn't sure whether there was a, a sci-fi element to it, where it seemed like some of the, the proper names for things might have been a little more sci-fi. So I guess you're doing steampunk, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, steampunk fantasy. It's kind of like, it's fantasy set kind of at the right kind of at the industrial evolution i've had like a, a little change in like how i want to approach things but in terms of like archaic technologies but it's sort of mostly like fantasy based like it's basically a it's attempting to be a satire or going to be like a comedic series eventually hopefully like kind of awkward situations that kind of thing like that pause <laughs> 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 yeah it's uh i mean it, it Although I haven't read these three chapters, I have read other stuff that you've done in this world. And we've talked a lot about the characters and some of the storylines that you've had. And uh, from my perspective, I'm a big Pratchett fan. I I love that sort of like not taking fantasy too seriously. A lot of the anachronisms that that fall in there. So um, I don't know. Uh, Damien, did you you catch the sort of – comedy aspects of it or I'm I'm gonna feel like a jerk but I did not get the comedy no yeah no it's kind of not in the first three chapters oh, okay well, okay good then I didn't miss no no you didn't miss anything it's just like I'm just like I mean this is like the ideal and I'm just trying to like distill what I have and what I want and so it's just kind of like hopefully like when I edit it it'll all kind of mesh up and make sense right but so so th- that's a question that I would have is 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 a question of Damien. If you're writing three chap, the three first chapters of what essentially will be a fantasy with comedy, uh, should there be more comedy in it? Uh, I yeah, I would say that if you're writing a comedy, there should probably be comedy in it. Well, no, I just uh, mean like the way that the way that uh, that uh, that you were talking about. You know, you have to sell it. You got to you got to write it so that people know what they're what they're getting. Right. Yeah. Like right from the beginning, people should, I mean, from the cover, people should know uh, that it, this is a, you know, like from the blurb, people need to know that this is what they're getting because, you know, the people are fickle. If they pick up a book that they think is a fantasy and it's a comedy, they're going to be like, what the shit is this? And put it down. I'm not going to read anymore. Or if people pick up a, you know, thinking it's a comedy and like, oh, more Terry Pratchett. That's great. You know, it's, I love good omens. And I start reading this and they're like, well, it's not funny because it doesn't start till the fourth chapter. 
then they're going to put it down. So you right. know, it's it's so you need you only have like you know every sentence you have to you have every sentence to hook them and get them to keep reading. And it, the more you take to get to what you've promised, mm. the easier it is to say you know forget mm-hmm. it. There's other stuff to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and you know, and this also is kind of like another one of those big things. There's this concept called writing to market, which is basically you want to be write stuff that people want to read. And so, you know, there's, there's Terry Pratchett, uh, there's, you know, like, like there's some comedy, uh, sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff, uh, you know, like Douglas Adams and, you know, whoever else, but it's not a huge market. So either you're going to be a big fish in a little pond or, you know, you're going to get through everybody who likes that. And then there's no more people to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of one another of the problems I have is like I wrote this kind of like weird cyberpunk thing that's got it's pretty you have to pay attention to it or it, it's confusing and people are like yeah it's confusing I'm not going to read it anymore so I've kind of shot myself in the foot a bit going way down this series route with this novel that it's only going to have a limited kind of the you know best it's ever going to do was going to be not super great. Well, so that, that, that <clears throat> sorry, to, sorry to break in, but obviously that that's yeah. that's where the value of an editor comes in because they they can put you on the right path or they can ask you the right questions. They can they can make sure that you are if you if you intend to be funny, then make sure that you are funny or at least mm-hmm. try to, to guide you towards. Uh, they would ask you the questions that would make you recognize what is or isn't funny. And I think that's I think that's where you know Damien makes a great point, and we've had this in another episode, where the editor is is someone that that is, they're not necessarily there to rewrite your book; they're there to help you write your book by asking you the right kind of questions, and 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 to make sure that if they ask you a question and you can't answer it, you know, with clarity, then maybe there's a reason. Maybe you don't know the thing you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Specifically, not necessarily the entire world, but maybe just right. that one thing, maybe that one theme that you're trying to communicate maybe it's not necessary maybe there, there's something you've thrown in that that isn't as as vital or as integral to the story as you think it is but they can help edit that part or you know call that moment yeah or even just providing those fresh eyes that then you know you you see it one way and you think that this is the way that it's going to be interpreted and then your editor tells you no that i didn't interpret it that way at all yeah yeah i, I you know i i think having someone read it through start to finish as mm-hmm. opposed to three three chapters where the humor yeah. of the story is is just not there to find it that the fourth chapter is where gets everything really gets funny, funny. Yeah. like well you know you know what i got from that is some woman falls off of a boat and cuts herself and ends up stranded but then rescues herself and then in the fourth chapter does she do something hilarious you know and I, i'm like Okay, well, that's a good that's a good point to make. <laughs> At any rate, I I I have to say, like, I have um, I I could be wrong. I've really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I, at the do. very least, I've enjoyed being an audience member of this episode, <laughs> as opposed to everything else. Like, I I really have enjoyed Josh. I really enjoyed your your particular point of view on what you've been writing, and uh, and Damien. I mean, your feedback has been uh, spot on. Has been very helpful. Or I could be wrong. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking to my ass, so who knows, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. perfect. That's exactly how this <laughs> podcast works. <laughs> I think I think that's the secret. Those are called farts <laughs> when you talk out of your ass, by the way. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing. Everyone is just talking out of their butt. Yeah, yeah. The whole fake it till you make it thing is, is mm-hmm. how everybody existed until someone yelled that out loud and went, that's what I do. It's the same way as people going, like, I'm an introvert, extrovert. It's like, oh, okay, way you go, buddy. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to thank both of you, Josh and Damien, uh, for being part of this. I hope it's okay that I'm tying it up. Is that yeah, no, I think I think we're in no, a good spot. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, both your both your heads hurt from from all of the knowledge that's been dropped on them. Yeah, pretty I much. keep going. At least I one. Keep going for. <laughs> well, you can keep talking, but we've paid for an hour. <laughs> but we're all gonna go. <laughs> we'll record it, and then and then we'll just we'll just listen. To no, it. no, no. We've no. only paid for the hour. Oh, it's, right. It just yeah. shuts right down at nine. So oh. <laughs> it looks like Jeff is getting his coat on. Uh oh, <laughs> he's turned the light out. <laughs> Are you trapped in the booth now, <laughs> Jeff? Every time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what's skype <laughs> anyways uh, uh on behalf of myself hugh elliott and steph grambart uh i want to thank you damien and josh thank you thank you uh for being a uh, part of this episode is fantastic it was uh an experiment that i think went uh perfectly right and thank you jeff <laughs> and that was, has been can't sell this uh, in 2019. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content contained in this episode is copyright Stefan Grambart and Hugh Elliott. Intro voice by Jeff Wright. Intro music track is Energy by Not Of from their 2015 album Peak. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Monsieur.